0: This is the Bartender Journey Podcast.
1: Hey, it's Bartender Journey Podcast number 145. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for being here today on the podcast. Well, this week on the show, my guest is Julia Tunstall. Uh, she's from the Mixology Talk podcast and uh, and, and the Bar Above website. And uh, she has a huge announcement. You're not going to want to miss this. And I'll give you a little teaser. It's an event you can sign up for for free and you can participate in no matter where you happen to be in the world. So that is an exciting event. And uh, wait till you hear all about it. It's really Cool. So this is the second Bartender Journey podcast of 2016, and I didn't really do a uh, New Year's resolution kind of show uh, like I've done once or twice in the past. But I'd really like to encourage you all to get out and attend as many industry events as you can this year. It's just such a great thing to mix and mingle with uh, with other bartenders and, and the brand ambassadors and the distillers that are actually making these craft uh, craft spirits. and it's, it's just a wonderful experience, and uh, you get to taste, 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 and that's so important because... Because uh, the the more you can sample the spirits and and other people's cocktails, the the, the better you're going to be at making great cocktails and describing them to your guests and and picking out things for your guests that they're going to enjoy. So uh, I added an an events page to bartenderjourney.net. And, uh, the event page is me letting you know about all the events I know about. And, uh, if you have an event to add to the page, please let me know. And, uh, you can go to the contact page on, on bartenderjourney.net. Uh, that's a good way to get a hold of me. And, uh, the first event I want to tell you about is Saturday, January 16th, 2016. Sorry, it's short notice. That's this coming Saturday as I record this. But it's at, uh, Webster Hall here in New York, uh, in New York City. And it's the fourth annual beer and whiskey festival, East Ville de Follies, and uh, it's going to be four floors and over 400,000 square feet of beers and whiskeys from all around the world uh, for sampling, and uh, including some of the whiskeys I've talked about recently on the podcast, like Baines from South Africa and Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. But uh, Webster Hall, if you've never been there, it's a historic place, and uh, it's been around for like 130 years. Rumors are that Al Capone owned it during Prohibition, and uh, they kind of conveniently ignored the Prohibition <laughs> uh, at Webster Hall. Uh, so, uh, anyway, this event there's going to be burlesque-style entertainment and music, a photo booth, and swing bands and a tra- and trapeze artists. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, and uh, I went to a similar event in Tampa uh, for Repeal Day recently. You may have heard me talk about it was, amazing. it was so much fun and uh, I can't imagine this would be any less fun so uh, I hope you'll be there too uh, a portion of the proceeds go to help underprivileged underprivileged kids in the New York City area so uh, sorry it's short notice it's this coming Saturday um, but if you are in this area I hope you will go to this event and I encourage you to and let me know if you're going the website uh, for info and tickets is, is kind of long uh, so I could read it to you but I uh, I'll put a link up to it on bartenderjourney.net, both on the events page and on the show notes for this show, for this episode, uh, number 145. That's going to be an easier way to get to the event page uh, to get more information about the event and to buy your ticket because the the website is websterhall.com slash eastville de (laughs) folie. I'll spell that for you if you like. E-A-S-T-V-I-L-L-E-D-E-S-F-O-L-I-E-S. Uh, but like I said, uh, go go over to bartenderjourney.net and uh, that might be an easier way to get to it. Uh, I also want to tell you about uh, another event and uh, I attended it in New York um, the other day and uh, it is Diageo World Class Lab. Diageo, of course, the uh, big uh, corporation that owns uh, Tanqueray and uh, Don Julio and uh, Zacapa Rum, uh, Smirnoff and tons of others and uh, they put on this event it's amazing. First of all, there's a there's a competition, world class is a is a cocktail competition you can enter, and uh, that. But um, this world class lab is partly uh, to get people ready for the competition, to uh, kind of help them uh, uh, wrap their head around how to how to enter and and how to win. But uh, it was also an educational event, and best of all, it was hands on. So there were three sessions, and you could sign up for um, three, all three, or. Only one if you didn't have time if you didn't have all day to spend uh, but free lunch was included the entire event was free and the hands-on was amazing so the three sessions uh, there was a there was a seminar type and then uh, halfway through we got up and went into the next room and there were ten bars set up. Fully stocked bars. I mean, every anything you could ever imagine was already ready for you out there. Fresh juices, uh, as you know, as much uh, liquor as you can imagine, and uh, then we got to uh, to make cocktails in, in teams of uh, three in this case. So, uh, and it was based on you know the, the seminar that came before it. One of the seminars, uh, the Tanqueray one, was uh, about flavor. Um, profiles and how how, uh, certain flavors go together really well. Um, There was a copper rum that, that was a great event that was all about um about presentation so we were they they put out all kinds of goofy stuff and we had to come up with some elaborate drink based on a theme so like we got mayan culture and we made we had dry ice to play with so we made a made a drink in the middle and had a made it look smoky and uh with like a volcano that was really fun and uh so uh and then there was um johnny walker their seminar was all about uh the art of blending they gave us a sample of of an existing uh johnny walker blend which turned out to be johnny walker blue uh not blue uh gold i think it was and uh but they didn't tell us which one it was and then there were seven bottles in front of us that were unlabeled so uh the trick was to try to recreate what was in the glass our original sample from those seven bottles and that's what blending whiskey's all about, you know. And it was, uh, it was hard to do. I'll tell you what. We did a, a seminar similar to that with Angel's Envy in Tampa, and uh, but there were only three. No, but this, three, three uh, different whiskeys that you had to blend. But uh, th- this one here with seven. And, uh, plus you're trying to recreate something that already exists. It was, it was tough, man, but it was a lot of fun. So go on over to bartenderjourney.net and on the events page, you'll see they're doing this event, the Diageo World Class Lab events in a lot of different cities coming up soon. Not in New York again, unfortunately, but they're doing it in Boston, LA, Las Vegas, Austin, Texas, Dallas, and Orlando. And, uh, there might be even more dates than that, Miami. Uh, so, Those dates are coming up soon, so I highly recommend you sign up for this. It's free, and it's an awesome day of education and fun, meeting new people, hands-on, making cocktails. It was really great. So the deal is, if you want to enter the Diageo World Class Cocktail Competition, you need to actually attend one of these events. It's uh, required. So uh, if you're interested in that, you need to attend one. And there's an online one I assume that qualifies uh, so you can do it online, and uh, that's January the 21st, I believe, and that's, yes, January 21st, so uh, as far as I know, that online class will qualify you for for uh, world-class. And um, so also, to in order to enter this competition, you need to be a USBG member. And uh, USBG, of course, the uh, United States Bartenders Guild, and uh, they're offering a free 60-day trial membership uh, if you're interested in joining the competition. So uh, I'll have a link to that free... 60-day trial membership to the USBG uh, on bartenderjourney.net. You'll see that in the uh, show notes that go along with the show, number 145. If you have any trouble at all finding the show notes for this show, uh, just go to the Google search bar on the upper right-hand side, and you'll see, You type in 145, and you'll find it. So I just joined the USBG using that link, and I am a proud new member of the USBG. Well, thank you very much, and I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing everything it has to offer and uh, and contributing uh, as much as I can because it's a community of bartenders and uh, everybody helping each other. It's a really great thing, and I'll just read you a little something they sent me in, uh, in the confirmation email that I got when I signed up. The USBG is an exceptional place to connect with dedicated industry professionals, stay up to date with your local chapter events, and explore USBG programs. We pride ourselves on a Diverse membership base supporting the USBG mission, uniting the hospitality community to advance professional bartending. So it's really a great organization to be a part of. I knew after visiting the Tampa chapter of the USBG's repeal day event recently, I met so many USBG members and they're so cool, and uh, I knew that I needed to join. And you can join and just take part uh, on online if you like. You know, you'll get a lot more out of it if you actually uh, join a particular chapter. Um, and that is uh, a great thing to do. Like I was talking about the Tampa chapter, I'm going to join the New York City chapter. But um, you, can, you can join and just be uh, an online member. So I'll be keeping you informed about uh, all my adventures with the USBG. And... Uh, I hope you'll join, too. And um, if you're already a member, let me know what it's done for you. And uh, if you have any questions, let me know, too. There's a comments page at the bottom of each uh, post. You know, the, There's a blog post or the show notes that go along with each episode. At the very bottom, there's a comment section. Uh, we can start a conversation there. And you can always get a hold of me also uh, via email at brian at bartenderjourney.net. All right, I want to get Julia on, and uh, we're going to talk to her, and she has another great uh, educational event to tell us about, and uh, I, I, I got her to do all the work for me this week. She I asked her uh, if she had a cocktail of the week to share, so uh, our cocktail of the week will be within the, the uh, interview, and I asked if she had a uh, good book that she was reading, and so she has a book of the week for us, and I even got her to do our toast, you know, we do a uh, weekly toast at the end of every show, and uh, Julia gave us one for the new year, so here here we go. Let's talk to Julia from the Mixology Talk podcast. Julia, thank you so much for being a guest on my show again.
0: Thanks so much to have me, Brian. It's been a long time. It
1: has been a long time, but I, I hear your voice every week, so it's okay. <laughs> or like every other week now.
0: <laughs> every, I think we're about every other week now, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's funny how that – you know, I I, I saw a uh, new cocktail podcast startup. up. And had two strong episodes and good sound quality. And it was all about, uh, you know, cocktails and Ann Tuneman was the first guest and Warren Bob was on. And then it just disappeared. And I'm like, "Ah, it ain't so easy, is it? I know,
0: (laughs) you know, I, I definitely know what that's like. I think it's so same thing with bloggers, right? I think there's so many cocktail blogs that have started up. And when you look now, the last post was in 2013 or 2011 or things like that. And it's, it's hard work. It's, it takes a lot of time to get. To, to get it recorded to get it organized but frankly I mean if they had Ann Tenement on the line they, they must be
1: doing something right I know I think they started as bloggers uh, and then they you know said oh let's start a podcast you know how hard could it be <laughs> well I hope
0: they come back I mean I think this is it's yeah. a fun space to be in I love I love the podcasting world I love all the people well, I've met you as yeah. a result of it so I, I think I've met so many people it's been so much fun so I definitely hope uh, I'll have to I'll have to look and figure out um which podcast you're referring to and see if I can reach out and give them a prod
1: yeah well I was listening to a podcast about podcasting as i as I do a lot of these days <laughs> and uh they they asked you know listeners or podcasters to to answer the question you know if if I never started podcasting blank you know and I was like man I Ooh, so that would be question. a long list for me. You know,
0: that's a good question. Yeah, actually, in our in our very the last episode that we recorded, you might find this interesting. We asked our audience um, if they would be interested in in doing a in watching a live recording with Chris and I over Google Hangouts. Right. So I'm really curious. I'm not sure when this will come out in relation to that one, but I'll be really curious to see if people are interested. Maybe maybe they'll find out that that we're nowhere near as cool as they thought. Uh, <laughs> that's entirely likely. <laughs> no, I <don't>
1: think so. <laughs> When, do you have a date set for that?
0: Uh, we don't. I'm, oh, okay. I'm waiting to see if people comment and, and like the idea, and if, if we get some interest, we'll do it. Otherwise, um, I'll, I'll keep talking to myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I <laughs> I had a similar idea, you know, because I do most of my my uh, interviews over Skype, you know, and I said, well, why don't I uh, if I go if I go to Google Hangouts it. Makes a video for you and it uploads it right away. It's already done, you know. And also, people, if they wanted to, they could join in live, you know. But you know, if if they wanted to. But the one time I did it, the audio quality was so bad. I, was, I never I never touched it again.
0: That's the trouble. You really have to record locally because the the Hangouts quali- quality is worse than Skype, and that's saying something. Yeah. It's it's pretty bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we should. Uh, start with uh, your big announcement.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and, and letting me come and tell your audience. But um, yeah, we are launching either... Pro- probably right around the date that this this podcast comes out we're launching a web bon- web conference for bartenders so cool! Um, and it's something that really came about d- over the years i mean chris my husband and the co-founder of a bar above um and i have have gone to tales of the cocktail a couple times and a few of these other amazing um cocktail and bartending festivals and then we'll come back and we'll report back on the blog and we'll talk about it on the podcast and we get these emails and comments from our audience saying how they wish they could come. Yeah. And I get it also. I see the credit card bill after yeah. those trips too. And that is painful it can yeah. be really really hard um to find the money to find the time i mean w- the first time we went to tales of the cocktail um chris just had to take an unpaid unpaid vacation basically yeah. and he had yeah. to beg barter and steal to get approval from his boss and yeah. so i know how hard it can be it can be really really hard and so we sort of took all of that and and put it all together and decided to create something that's I won't call it just as good because it's nothing like being in the same room, but yeah. hopefully um something that'll be that'll be just as educational um by putting it on the web. And so that that's gonna be over at craft dot com and it's completely free. That's was, the other side.
1: I was about to interrupt and say and by the way, it's free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's I mean this is this is It's a soft spot for Chris and I. I mean, the whole reason that we started our website, A Bar Above, was that when he started bartending, he couldn't find any decent quality education. Now, granted, this was like, you know, 2002 or something. So (laughs) this was before YouTube was really big. But... You know, I think I think that it's so important to us that that other bartenders can skip that hard five years that he had and go and get the great education and learn from the best people in the industry. And as far as I'm concerned, I think that should be free. I think I think everybody deserves a shot. So, yeah,
1: yeah. but it's 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 hard to make it free. I mean, that's that's not an easy thing to do, but you, that, that must have been a lot of work for you.
0: It is a little bit of a challenge on our side and that's, and that's really where our sponsors come in. Um, it's a little bit early in the process so we still we're still locking down sponsors and speakers but um, we, we are asking some brands to come in and support this project as a way to keep it free. Right. And of course, what we're also hoping is that we'll be able to reach more people as a result
1: mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, seminars set yet or uh, you know just to be, give people a general idea of what they, they can expect?
0: We we don't have anything locked down, so unfortunately, yeah. I can't I can't release anything yet. I've got some really great stuff in the works, though, um, and I will just say that the subjects we're really focusing on is around the bartending experience, the skill set, the career of bartending. Um, we may have some uh, some content around actual products, learning about liqueurs, learning about um, whiskey, these sorts of things. Um, but really, we're trying to focus on the, the skills and the hospitality side of things i want people to come out of this conference go to their next shift and do something differently i want their Mm -hmm. life to be easier behind the bar because they showed up Uh that's that's really my goal and if we can do that um i i will be so happy i'll be so pleased
1: yeah make make life easier for them and hopefully uh make more tips too
0: (laughs) absolutely it's so true though and that's i love i love that about our industry though is that um i think doing our job well, being a great bartender is usually correlated with making more money, which yeah. isn't always the case in, in sort of, quote unquote, normal sure, jobs, sure. I think. So at least there's there's some vested interest there.
1: Yeah. It's almost like being in business for yourself. You know, it's up to you to make the money tonight.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. For better or for worse, though, too. You I know. know sometimes, well, yeah. sometimes I wish that you could just, you know, get paid every day no matter how well of a job you do. <laughs> yeah
1: true so wow uh, uh, so this must have been such a big prep between the the host the technical side of things and getting sponsors on board and then now of course promoting it <laughs>
0: absolutely yeah so the summit itself is going to take place in april so we've definitely got a little bit more time to get all of our ducks in a row but it's been a really fun process and i think because this is really unique uh, there's been a lot of interest, which I find really exciting as well. Right. Like, I've been starting to tell a couple people like yourself, um, like a couple of my friends, and, and the uh, there's been a lot of, of, of positivity and interest around this event. So I think it's going to go really, really well. And, and of course, it's my job to lock in the great sponsors and speakers <laughs> and uh, yeah. to hold up my end of the bargain, which I'm pretty confident uh, we're going to get a, a really good lineup.
1: Yeah, well, I find that the big shots in the, in the industry, you know, the, the people that give these talks usually which is it's my dog, I think. Um <laughs> they're they're always just so generous with their knowledge and so happy to help and, and uh teach what they know and pass it on, you know.
0: I feel so grateful to be in this industry because I, I, I have worked with folks in other industries um, doing similar projects and it is so difficult to get people to agree to come and speak to your audience. There are industries where there's a $10,000 speaker fee and I'll yeah. tell you right now, that's just not an option for us. <laughs> I would love to be in a position to pay that kind of money, but we're, we're just not. And I so so, you know, I'm so grateful that folks are so welcoming. They're so willing to invest their time um, to put something educational together. They, they believe in what we believe in, which is just like, let's help people learn. Let's, let's help every craft bar do a better job, even if they're not in Manhattan. Not right, that I have right. anything against the amazing bars in Manhattan, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think they all believe that you know, and us too. You know, we're we're in the educational game here ourselves. I think, and, and you know, if we can raise the the spirit the the um, industry as a whole, you know, let, let's do it, right?
0: Well, I think we've seen that over the last ten years. This the, the industry as a whole has, I think, matured a little bit. It's it's grown up both in terms of the complexity of the cocktails and also just um, forgive the word, but Kind of becoming less of yeah. a hipster phenomenon and being more mainstream but Absolutely. I think it 's been so good for the whole industry you know by by making great cocktails uh, more accessible and by frankly having more people try them and understand how this really is really good and it 's worth seeking out it's it's great yeah. for everybody so the more we can do the better
1: and now it 's past you know it 's kind of past the uh, the craft co- you know the cocktails are, are great and and you're finding them all over the place uh, more and more but you know now it's even more getting honed in on hospitality. You've seen that in the last year or so.
0: I've absolutely seen that. And I kind of feel like the pendulum has swung because when we were deep in the craft cocktail side of things, uh, there at least in San Francisco there was a lot of places that kind of had a holier than thou yeah. sort of feeling to them and i i have a pet peeve around that because yeah. uh, don't get me wrong i respect a great bartender but not if they treat me like crap yeah yeah <laughs> I- so when you know seeing that negativity was not good for our industry and i think that folks are really pulling back on that and saying wait a second actually i think that that craft is more than just what's in the glass yeah. it's 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 the quality Of it's your skill set, it's your training, it's your mentality, and and frankly, it's it's what you say and how you treat your customer. It's it's all a part of the craft, and I think it's really great to see it going back in that direction.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if you heard my the podcast I just released yesterday. I guess it was, but uh, at at the Tampa repeal day conference, Deshaun Zarek gave a, uh, a a talk, and he said that you know the days when people come in for your amazing cocktails is over. You know, it's now it's you know you can get those a lot not everywhere but a a lot more places than you used to so now it's you know it's all all, it's back to hospitality again
0: which is great i think which is really great i mean it's certainly harder i think it's it's more work i think that it's i almost i almost believe that the hospitality skill set is far harder to train than the bartending skill set i've heard
1: many people say that including jim Meehan. he said i can't teach you that you know that's that's something that you're parents yeah. should have been teaching you since you were a little kid you know <laughs> i can't, I can't teach go you that back part. to your
0: childhood yeah exactly <laughs> it's so true and i think and that's and that's not to say that the bartending side of things is easy um but it's more trainable i mean yeah. like just like you said and so and so that that hospitality mindset is it's it's harder to come by but when you do when you get that that sort of that person who's got both you can tell it's mm-hmm. such a great experience
1: yeah so, so talk a little bit more about the uh, the conference and what what it's going to be like. There's going to be it's going to be live, but then there'll be recordings to access as well, right? Uh,
0: absolutely, it's it's a little bit of a combination of a live conference and a pre-recorded conference. The challenge with, of course technology is, is that you can do a lot of testing in advance, but you never really know yeah. what's going to happen if you're doing it live. So sure. what we're, we're actually doing is we are pre-recording the seminars in advance with okay. our speakers. Um, this, frankly, makes it a little bit easier Absolutely. for scheduling, yeah, sure. and it, it gives us the opportunity to really polish that work and make sure it's ready. And then what we'll do is we're going to play them all. We're, we're doing six seminars. They're all going to play throughout the day on the 17th of April, and they're going to, to be on a webpage alongside a chat box. Where the, the the attendees can actually chat live with the speaker. That's awesome. So while the yeah, so we got a nice live element where you could, you've got the Q and A and you can ask for clarification. You can discuss the concepts that are being discussed uh, in the seminar. But um, meanwhile, we're sure that the technology is going to work. So that's kind <laughs> of that's my comfort factor.
1: <laughs> but that, that's kind of interesting because it's um, that's something you actually don't have during Tales of the Cocktail seminars and, and other and other conferences where you know you can discuss online without interrupting the person what their thought process is you can discuss it and bring up other points you know so that that's not that's that's actually a little unique compared to to a live content conference
0: I think so, and and I'm a little bit curious to see, in some ways, just how it will go. This is this is our very first uh, conference. as we're planning on making this an annual event, but mm-hmm. it's our first our first go. Um, so I, I'm really excited and, and hopeful that we're going to get some really good conversation going in the chat box, not just. From the audience to the speaker and back, but also among the audience. know, what do you know about this concept? Right. Um, you know, let's discuss what we've learned along the way. And and like you said, I love the fact that it's not interrupting. You don't have to right. wait for the end for for questions. You can say, uh, "Hold on, what you just said in the video, I don't completely understand. Can you clarify? Is that limes or laurent? You know, mm-hmm. going into more detail right then and there uh, in a sort of quote unquote live fashion."
1: So speaking of interruptions, I'll just interrupt here for a minute and tell you that the official launch date for the website, the Craft Bartender Summit, the uh, official date you can start signing up for this is january the 17th 2016 but you heard it here first on the bartender journey podcast register now for the craft bartender summit it's free and you can participate from wherever you happen to be in the world you can sign up now before official registration begins so go to craft or bartenderjourney.net and reserve your spot for the april 17th 2016 online event get over to CraftBartendersummit.com or bartenderjourney.net and sign up All right, let's get back to Julia. So, so there'll be moderators, obviously, you and, and yes. Chris, I guess.
0: We will definitely be moderating. The one thing I'm not sure about is I'm, I'm trying to find um, chat technology that can support a large number of people. Mm. We may end up having to cap that number uh, based on the technology limitations, mm. but I'm doing my best to find to find it, uh, uh, some software that'll be able to support a large number of people um, at the same time. But we may have to cap that at a couple hundred people. We're not really sure yet. Mm-hmm. But even then, I think if we can get a couple hundred people in the room I would be very excited to have that conversation and the benefit, of course, in addition to that, is uh, the pre-recorded seminar format means that we can play it again. Right. So if you miss it on the 17th, that's totally fine. We'll send out links for folks to watch it later. Um, and we may be able to work with the speakers to do more replays or conversation on Facebook or other follow-up for, for future Q&A as well. So I think it gives us a lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of an exciting, exciting platform. It's a different way of doing things. And I'll be I'll be curious to see how the audience likes it and the event will be on the 17th of April but again um there will be replays available so you don't need to clear your calendar unless unless you're a nerd like me and you're into that sort of thing
1: I'm into it first first play I'm there <laughs> I want to I'll, I'll be there it's going on my we'll calendar we'll see you in the sure. chat <laughs> yeah oh definitely I bet in the hey, chat too there you too. go
0: your listeners your listeners can show up to the summit and chat with you in the chat box yeah
1: I was just about to say I bet, I bet there'll be a lot of people like hey, hey you know I haven't seen you since Tale of Cato how you doing
0: <laughs> I bet you know it's, <laughs> and you might it's have so yeah,
1: enough of that we're we're talking we stay on topic <laughs> on, here folks. guys
0: <laughs> stay on topic <laughs> it's so true though this it's such a small world and and that's one of the things i love about these in person events is being able to reconnect with people that you haven't seen in forever so i hope that we can capture some of that i think in future years i would love to go beyond the chat box and maybe do um, a community or a Facebook group or something like that to encourage that kind of, of community. But um, I want to make sure I can keep my, my technology promises this year. So we're going to stick with the chat box.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm making you do all the work this week. The cocktail of the week is...
0: My favorite things. Uh, oh, Cheers. excellent! You made one. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I. This is this is a little bit of a funny story behind this cocktail. Um. So we do a, a weekly cocktail for our blog, of course. And so what usually happens is about a week in advance, uh, it'll be a Wednesday usually, Wednesday evening, and I'll be tired from my workday. Um. And so will Chris, and I'll say, "You have to make me a cocktail." <laughs> <laughs> and and i and so what's it's great because i i get to use the blog as an excuse right. for chris making me <laughs> delicious drinks all the time which is just just awful as you can imagine <laughs> yeah. so he handed me this drink and he, and i said well what's what's in it and he said all of your favorite things <laughs> and he was absolutely right it's it's kind of i would say kind of like a take on an old fashioned but basically, it's got a rum, a rum base, a light rum base with a nocino, which is a walnut liqueur that I absolutely love. Were you able to get your hands no, on that? No,
1: I, I didn't. It's up, hard to I find. I used uh, amaretto. Oh, perfect! Yeah. I bet it's still really good. It's good. It ta- so it's uh, the light rum. I'm using that amaretto. And the, and the mm-hmm. walnut liqueur is called what again?
0: N- I, we use Nocino.
1: Nocino, uh-huh. Uh,
0: but w- there's a couple different kinds of walnut liqueur out there. Um, it's it's an Italian liqueur that's made, actually, you look at it and it's, it's quite dark in color, but it's actually made from green walnuts, which is why I haven't made it yet, because yeah. I can't seem to find any green walnuts <laughs> around here. So I'll let you know when that changes, but um, you I, could I use googled, any... I
1: googled, uh, you know, Nocino uh, alternative, and I, so I saw that recipe with the green walnuts. Yep. I said, oh, well... I'm not going to find it. I don't know where I'm going to get those.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not at my grocery store. Absolutely. uh, I think you're going to pick them off a tree somewhere. Right. Yeah,
1: right.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think you could use any, any nut liqueur in this one, like Frangelico, or like you used Amaretto, um, and then Angostura bitters. And it's yeah. a pretty simple recipe. Uh, an ounce and a half of rum, half an ounce of Nocino, and three dashes of bitters. And then, of course, I because they're one of my favorite things, you must <laughs> include the brandied cherries on top. <laughs> really, I think sometimes cocktails are just an excuse for me to consume vast quantities of brandied cherries. I love those yeah. things. And
1: you make your own, right?
0: We, we normally do, but right now we have a, a jar from mess hall mess hall cocktail company oh, I've seen
1: that.
0: yeah yeah they're, they're a friend of ours she's uh her name is marianne she's in southern california and she just does an amazing job mm. really uh, you want to talk about craft i think she also has a true craft mentality with her with her cherries as well and i love that so mm-hmm. she sent us a jar um and i've been chomping on them ever since <laughs> really
1: <laughs> i have uh i have jack rudy cherries here which are they're, uh, they look wonderful. Yeah, they're good. They're they're a little more like your, you know, traditional maraschino cherries more than luxardo, mm-hmm. but they're they're delicious. They make they make great stuff. Now your recipe specified two cherries. I put three. That's because I was always taught well with olives in a martini that you can't have two. You have to have one big one or three smaller ones because then. An- hmm and even numbers bad luck
0: i'm going to have to ask chris about that that's one. what i was
1: told as a very young bartender i i forget who now that's with olives i don't know if it carries over to uh, cherries but I, I don't know. No, I, I'm
0: going to have to look into that. I, I, I hope I haven't put some bad karma in the glass over here.
1: But I asked, uh, I asked David Wondridge about that one time. I was like, well, I was told as a young, you know young bartender that you have to have an odd number of olives. Not an even, an even number is bad luck. I said, Is that ridiculous? He said, No, it's not ridiculous. If you choose to perpetuate it. It's a tradition. And I said, <laughs> I do. I choose to perpetuate it.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's, it's a tradition. That's true. You can get away with anything by, anything by calling it a tradition, I suppose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's David Wondridge approved, then I say, I, I call it fair game.
1: It is David Wondridge approved. So we always do a book of the week on our show. Do you have a, a, a book you'd like to uh, su- suggest?
0: I actually do, and I've got it right over here. Yeah, let me let me grab it. It's right over here, and I can show you on the video. I don't know if this video is something you'll be able to show your guests, but um, it's actually called Lost Recipes of the Prohibition. I oh. don't know if it's come out yet. Mm-hmm. There you go. You can see my copy. Um, and it's by, it's by um, Matthew Rowley. Forgive me. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to be hoping to have him on our podcast soon to talk about this book Uh, have you heard of this one no it's a fascinating story and i've only just started reading it so that's my disclaimer but um, long story short they found a a notebook somewhere in i want to say new york um, and it was it was a mysterious notebook with lots of handwritten things in it and and it got passed around and eventually into the hands of Matthew Rowley, who knows a lot about the sort pre-prohibition era era and this sort of thing. and it turns out that it was basically a, a apothecary's notebook oh. and so he dug through all of these amazing handwritten recipes of, of bootlegged spirits and bitters and all sorts of amazing things you I don't know if you can see this, but um, the book is Partially handwritten, oh, cool. with, with copies from the original little handwritten handbook, alongside, of course, Matthews' interpretation. So it's an amazing story. Oh, nice. I'm really hoping to have him on our podcast soon to talk about it. But um, definitely take a look on Amazon. Uh, I think it might be. I think it might be released by now, if not very, very shortly.
1: Uh, what's the name again?
0: It's called Lost Recipes of Prohibition.
1: Ah.
0: Is that a cool, cool concept or what? When I told Chris about this, he was so excited to read it. And I said, give me that. I'm not done.
1: <laughs> you, I'm obsessed with books. I don't know if you can see behind me the stack of books. That's not. Uh, it's behind the stack of liquor, of course. Oh, I see it. There it is. <laughs> I used, there used to be three piles in front of that, so I had to, you know dissipate <laughs> I had to move it's, them around. it's a
0: problem because there's so many great books out there and frankly we have the same problem with booze as well so many yeah. great <laughs> bottles out there and they both take up space so it's it definitely adds up
1: all right well this is awesome we'll remind everybody one more time about
0: the craft com, and that's uh yeah the, the website should definitely be up we would love for you to come join us it's completely free um and i think there's gonna be some good stuff happening some really good seminars um i think I think it's going to be a good time. Craftbartendersummit.com.
1: All right. And uh, not to put you on the spot, I'll take this out if not. <laughs> Do you have a toast? Do you have a toast for Ooh, us? Oh
0: a toast. Gosh. Well, I, I will admit, first of all, it's only 2 o'clock in the afternoon over here, so it's a little early for me, That's but I will here. still toast with my glass of water. <laughs> Uh, And I will say uh, to, to 2016, I'm seeing really good things happening in our industry. This new focus on hospitality, this new focus on both the bartender and the patron. And I think, I don't know, things just feel like they're going in the right direction for our industry. And I'm excited to see what the next year comes.
1: Cheers to that. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. <laughs> and again, your website is uh, A Bar Above. For all things A Bar Above, go to abarabove.com, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the blog. That's where we, uh, we post our podcast as well. Um, that's, that's kind of our, our home base on the web.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome, Julie. It was a pleasure. And I look forward to staying in touch. And thank you so much for being a guest on my show.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're, we're definitely going to have to uh, to do this again sometime. Maybe have you on our show again. Yeah.
1: Well, like I said. It's been a while. Anytime at all. You're always welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. All right. So get over to CraftBartenderSummit.com and sign up for that free event. You won't regret it. Or you can find the link on bartenderjourney.net. I made a lot of uh, I made some improvements to BartenderJourney.net. It's kind of on my list for 2016 to uh, to uh, improve the website some. So BartenderJourney.net. Now we have the uh, events page I told you about, have a tastings page where I put some tasting notes, impressions of uh, spirits I've tried. Uh, not a ton up there yet, but uh, I'm working on it. I added a uh, competitions page. Um, just because I'm, I want to keep track of those things for myself and for you guys too. So uh, yeah, and when I first started the website, bartenderjourney.com was not available somehow. But uh, now it is, now it, it was, and uh, I bought it. So uh, you can go to bartenderjourney.net or .com, doesn't matter. Either way, it works. Uh, so maybe that's easier to remember, I don't know. But either way, bartenderjourney.com or .net. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you next time. Uh, don't forget the uh, the book that uh, Julia mentioned. We'll have a link to that up on bartenderjourney.net. And uh, you can uh, click through to Amazon and buy that book. And that'll uh, it helps out the show a little bit. Those are affiliate links. And uh, anything you buy through Amazon after clicking through an Amazon link on bartenderjourney.net, uh, it helps out the show a little bit. And uh, I just... I want to say thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time on Bartender Journey. Cheers.